I think it's taken for granted right the way across the entire British literary establishment that we um, are the best festival. Hello and welcome to this week's pod. Now this is a shortened version because Aspects of History is on holiday, or rather I'm on holiday. But I thought just to fill things in whilst I'm away, I would do a little bonus episode and today I have friend of the show and one of my favourite historians, Andrew Roberts, and he's returned to chat about his creation the Cliveden Literary Festival, which, as you heard at the start, he is hugely proud of. Now, listeners, I thought this would be an ideal little holiday snippet to provide you, because if you listen to this podcast, you love two of the most pleasurable things in life, history and books. Well, you get both at Cliveden. It's also a stunning English country house and has been the location of a number of historical events. But my favourite and probably what it is most famous for, is the meeting in 1961 between the then Minister of War, John Profuma, and the beautiful Christine Keeler. If you can read more about this affair, please do. There's even a decent film about it, Scandal, starring Ian McKellen and Joanne Wally Kilmer. Anyway, back to Cliveden. For two days, over the weekend of 15th and 16th of October, historians, novelists and journalists mix with festival goers and discuss their work and the important subjects of today. Now I have managed to get lost in the Cliff Dean YouTube channel as well, which features discussions from previous years and it's highly addictive. Some of the highlights include Andrew in discussion with General David Petraeus, the American general in charge of forces in Iraq and Afghanistan, and the former director of the CIA. The chairman of Cliveden, an acclaimed historian, Natalie Livingston, is alongside friend of the show, Saul David, and historians Dan Jones and Hallie Rubenhold, as they talk about women in history. It gets quite feisty, so it's certainly worth a watch. A personal favourite of mine is last year's discussion with Ronan Bergman, who is an Israeli journalist and the author of Rise and Kill First, The Secret History of Israel's Targeted Assassinations. If you enjoyed my top 10 history movies of two episodes ago, you'll remember number four was One Day in September, the documentary on the Munich Olympic attack in 1972. Ronan's chat with Gordon Carrera, the BBC security correspondent, is riveting, so much so that I immediately bought Ronan's book. Andrew names his favourite discussion in, in our chat, so I've provided a link to that along with those I've mentioned in the show notes. I'll let Andrew cover what's coming up in this year's festival. Now, one thing I need to mention is that Andrew and I chatted prior to the horrific events in upstate New York, where, as I'm sure you're aware, the great writer Salman Rushdie was the victim of a most vicious and cowardly attack. Thankfully, he is now recovering. Free speech has certainly been a theme of some of my podcasts, so I just want to encourage you all, if you haven't, to buy his book, The Satanic Verses. I've put a link in the show notes. Now, Salman was due to speak at the festival, though obviously is now unable to, but I think this attack has certainly reminded me of how important it is that we, as a society, protect writers and allow them to write and speak freely. For those of you listening here in Britain, 
Head over to cliveinliteraryfestival.org to book your tickets. For those abroad, head over to the YouTube channel for literally hours of enjoyment. Andrew Roberts, welcome back onto the Aspects of History podcast. It's fantastic to have you back on again. Thanks very much, uh, Oliver. It's a delight and an honour to be on your show again. Oh, Andrew. Um, so so we're, we're, we're talking about the Cliveden Literary Festival. And uh, I, I was keen to get you on to talk about it, really, because having... Actually, I've only watched it virtually so far, but there is so much great stuff on it. And I, and I wanted to speak to you about it. Uh, so first off, I wanted, to, I wanted to really talk about the, the sort of genesis of the festival, because I know you're uh, a, 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 key, a, a key mover in, in, in establishing it. And I think we're in the fifth year now, uh, start, starting that's in 2017, right. I think. Yes, that's right. It was, uh, it was my idea, uh, in fact. I was uh, chatting to... Natalie Livingston, the historian, um, who um, uh, she and her husband, Ian, own Clifton. And they um, uh, immediately picked up and ran with this idea of, um, of allowing the house for one weekend a year to um, be taken over by writers who uh, mainly on panels or in interviews, we don't have single speakers just just orating. Um, talk about about books and about um, actually it goes beyond literature. We also talk about the arts and music and uh, and everything that makes up a cultured life, frankly. And Ian and Natalie have been tremendously generous in uh, allowing us to sort of take over this this. Um, wonderful house which is one of the greatest hotels in England and it's one of the reasons why all the writers we ask always say yes because they can you know, stay for free in uh, one of the great uh, five-star hotels of um, of England. Well it, it is a fan- fantastic location and it has its own history as well. I, 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 oh, I mean tremendous history yes I mean it's part and parcel of of English history Clifton the um, it's a it's a well, it's a 17th century house, but uh, much of the um, uh, history of it covers the 18th century, of course, also. Um, I've just written about George III and his father, Frederick Prince of Wales, uh, took the house during the uh, summers. It was passed from duchess to duchess. It's the, 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 essentially, uh, it's one of those extraordinary houses where women are much more important in the history than men are. And uh, so there's been one after the other. Then, of course, the Astor family um, took it. Um, uh, Lady Astor, very famous um, uh, parliamentarian and, and so on in the 20th century. It was also the place that the uh, Profumo affair took place. It was where um, Christine Keeler came out of the swimming pool naked, famously, and caught the attention of John Profumo, the Minister of Defence at the time. And uh, of course, that was one of the factors that brought down the uh, Tory government in the in the early 1960s. So all in all, uh, it's suffused with history. And that's one of the reasons why we love having lots of historians come to the festival. It's not a history festival, it's very much a literary festival. But Oh my God, we have the most incredible historians year in, year out. 
I was interested in that because, as you say, it's a literary festival and we have other literary festivals. Um, why, why did you want to set this one up? Um, because we wanted to have the best. And so um, that's the that's the reason. And, and uh, after after really one or two years, uh, we established ourselves as that. I think the whole of the rest of English literary life will appreciate uh, that uh, uh, that we are the best. And um, no, they, we, we don't sort of boast about it terribly much, although admittedly I'm boasting about it right now. But overall, I think it's taken for granted right the way across the entire British literary establishment that we um, are the best festival, as I'm going to point out to you when I tell you about some of the people who are going to be coming this year. Well, yes, yeah, so I had a quick scan over. Um, so, so let's start. You've mentioned historians. Um, let's let's start off with them, but we won't limit it to that. No, absolutely, no good good uh, idea. Well, we're very fortunate actually that all of the people on the um, organising committee, uh, including obviously the chairman Natalie, but also the two vice chairmen Catherine Osler and Simon Seabag Montefiore are historians so we, we start off with a sort of pro-history bent we're all going to be speaking um uh natalie and um and catherine are going to be talking about promoting uh women from the footnotes to the protagonists of of history simon seabag um is going to be discussing russia and also um he's he's got uh a thing about the history of the world and threats to our existence, how to survive them and so on. Um, with, he's going to be speaking to Peter Frankopan and um, Ben Oakry and, uh, and others about that. So we've got our, our own committee. But then when we look at the wider, um, the wider stories, we've got a fantastic uh, panel on the royal family and uh, how to future-proof the royal family with Tina Brown and... Uh, Camilla Tomini and Wesley Carr. Uh, King Simeon of the Bulgarians, who is the last surviving head of state from the Second World War, is going to be coming. There's, you know, not that many literary festivals can boast having a king uh, to, their, uh, to their literary festivals. His country was, was invaded by both Hitler and Stalin. And he's going to be um, telling the extraordinary story of his life and to be interviewed by Robert Hardman. Um, we've got a panel on Ukraine, of course, with, with lots of uh, Ukrainians whose names I'm not going to attempt to um, pronounce at the moment, but also Anne Applebaum and Radek Sikorsky, the former foreign minister of Poland. I'm going to be doing a couple of um, panels myself. I'm going to be, well, not panels, I'm going to be talking to Michael Gove about my latest book, um, Biography of Lord Northcliffe, the Press Baron. And I'm also going to be interviewing Simon Heffer about the Chips Channon diaries, um, these extraordinary diaries. He was, in a sense, the master diarist of 20th century politics. And, uh, and so Chips Channon is going to be put under the microscope um, by me. Then there's going to be a fantastic um, panel on ancient history, the classics, uh, with Daisy Dunn and Robert Harris and um, uh, Andrea Marcolongo, who's one of the greatest... Um, classicist uh, writers of uh, Italy. We've got Roy Foster coming, William Dalrymple. Um, I mean, it's just it's just the most extraordinary collection. And, and those are only 
the historians. You know, on top of that, we've got Brian Cox, who's going to be talking about succession. Oh, yes, uh, I did notice that. Are you a fan of succession, Andrew? Huge fan. Loved, love succession. William Boyd is going to be coming uh, and and so many other writers and um, Nadim Sahawi. So we have the odd politician as well. It's a it's just so much fun, apart from anything else. Salman Rushdie is going to be coming. Uh, so it's not just it's not just history, but for anybody who is interested in history, which presumably all of your listeners will be, um, it's uh, a, a a truly fantastic weekend. Yes, yeah, so it, it's the fifteenth and sixteenth of October, I think. That's um, right. Yes, exactly. And the and the tickets are very easily available on www.clivedonliteraryfestival.org. Well, I have a um, a number of listeners who are not in this country. And one thing that I've been taking advantage of is the Cliveden YouTube channel, um, which has a number of of discussions on there from previous years. Um, One of which I wanted to just, this just gives a taster of of what what the festival is all about. And and your chat last year with General David Petraeus was just, um, you know, so fascinating. Yes, he was talking about the, the Bin Laden raid. Um, wasn't he? Which was obviously totally gripping um, thing to to hear about because uh, it took place, of course, whilst he was um, a commander in chief in Afghanistan. So we 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 do have people who know what they're talking about to an extreme, extraordinary extent, and uh, and also the the house is so lovely. The wandering around the great hall, the food there is is superb. So it's a sort of proper weekend. Um, that uh, that people can really enjoy. Very romantic place as well because it has the views all the way down to the Thames, and um, and uh, so it's it's beautiful, elegant, and um, and rather gorgeous. You really must come. Well, I, I'm I'm trying to wangle a ticket at the moment, so I'm I'm very keen <laughs> to be there. I'm I'm very keen to see the swimming pool. Yes, yes, absolutely. Everyone loves swimming in the swimming pool, but, uh, although they do it with their clothes on. Please do that, Oliver. We don't need uh, another uh, profumo scandal. Thank you very much. <laughs> Wonderful. OK, um, so, so Andrew, you have slightly alluded to your, your latest book. Now, it's been getting really good reviews. Um, your your uh, book is called The Chief. That's right. Yes, that's what everybody called Lord Northcliffe, or at least everybody who worked uh, for him, of, of whom there were about 6,000 people by the time he died in 1922. He was um, born Alfred Harmsworth, and he founded the Daily Mail, bought the uh, Observer and the Times, and founded the Daily Mirror. So he really was absolutely um, an extraordinary figure, the, 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 the greatest of all the press barons. He owned no less than 40% of the, by circulation, of the British press at the time of the outbreak of the Great War. And so he had an enormous influence, making and breaking governments, starting and ending fashions, uh, moulding the, the, the thought processes of an empire, essentially. And uh, I was given extraordinary access, privileged access, to his uh, enormous archive by the Harmsworth family and, um, and discovered a... Uh, a man who was tough as nails, extremely unpleasant on occasion, he was anti-Semitic and so on, um, but who also did things that helped win the First World War and set up um, the kind of governance that we had during the Second World War with regard to rationing and 
conscription and so on, these very important aspects of, of victory in both of those wars. It's interesting how newspaper magnates are, were brought into to these kind of roles. I'm thinking of Beaverbrook as well. It's um, One can't imagine Rupert Murdoch being invited in to, to sort of solve the current problems we've got. I wish he would be. <clears throat> I think that would be a very good idea if we were to have Rupert Murdoch, somebody who who has actually on the uh, been on the front line of making, creating a great, successful business. Uh, I think Britain would be in a far better place. Right. Well, that's fantastic, Angie. Thank you. So, um, just as we finish off, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, going back to Cliveden, do you have um, a favourite sort of panel discussion that you've remembered from a previous? Um, a previous year, because I'd be keen to drop a link of that into the uh, in, into the show notes for our listeners. Oh, golly. Uh, well, there are just so many. My, my brain is crowding in now. With well, I'm glad you've got Simon things. Heffer back because <laughs> yes, you didn't I'm... manage to get him last year, did you? No, there was Busy. a reason for that. There was a reason for that. Um, yes, I'm sure. He actually, in, we've got him this year. That's the key thing. And of course, mm. this is the year that the last of the um, the last of the um, Channon Diaries, the third and final um, uh, volume, gets published. So actually, this is the a better year, if anything, to uh, to have him than than last year. Brilliant. Uh, my favorite, my favorite, I would say, I think my interview with um, uh, with Lady Antonia Fraser a few years back was uh, was a very. It was just there were a lot of laughs. And uh, and of course, she is the most extraordinary woman. She's just about to become 90 years old later on this month. And uh, she is the doyen, obviously, of uh, of um, uh, British biographers. And so uh, so I think if you if your le- readers want to get a sense of what fun um, Clifton is, there are any number of them. But but that's quite a good one to start with, I suppose. I will do that. Wonderful. Thank you, Andrew. And I look forward to seeing you at Clifton. Thanks very much. See you then. So that's my brief holiday pod for you. I'll be back to the regular beat next week with my chat with Helen Fry, all about Thomas Kendrick, the MI6 spymaster before and during the Second World War, which includes a revelation about the famous Soviet spy George Blake. I do hope you can join me. In the meantime, thank you and good night.